0: Welcome to Communicate to Lead, for leaders and aspiring leaders who want to clarify their message and communicate with impact. I'm your host, Keely Belton. In this show, you'll get all the tips and strategies you need to communicate with impact and lead your team to excellence. Let's get straight into today's episode. Do you get a knot in your stomach when someone says, may I give you some feedback? Maybe you automatically assume the feedback will be negative and you get ready to defend yourself. You are not alone. As a matter of fact, that used to be my default response. Whenever someone wanted to offer me some feedback, I became a complete nervous wreck and my face would turn completely red. There wasn't much I could do about my red face But by learning how to handle feedback gracefully, I've been able to embrace and even actively seek it out. Feedback is essential for continued growth. Yet so many of us are bad at giving and accepting it. Perhaps you find it hard to give others feedback because you don't want them to think negatively of you as a leader, or you simply want them to like you, and there's nothing wrong with that. And come on, let's be honest, not everyone will appreciate the feedback you give them. But ask yourself do you want your team to continue growing and excelling in their careers and tasks? Or do you want to be the popular and well liked leader? If you're anything like me and constantly pushing to be the best leader possible, I'm sure your response was a resounding yes to a successful and innovative team. Which leader doesn't want a constantly improving team, developing new skills, and innovating? I know I do. Feedback is a two way street. For your team to thrive, you have to foster an environment of giving and receiving feedback. That means you have to get better at providing specific and actionable feedback. And your team has to become more comfortable with giving you and each other lots of feedback. So today we are focusing on two aspects. Number one, how to give feedback that people can actually use. And two, how to solicit feedback from your team. So let's jump into giving feedback. Because honestly, giving feedback goes beyond telling someone what they did wrong. Here are five principles to keep in mind when you need to give your team some feedback. The first principle is make it specific. Instead of telling someone that the presentation wasn't up to standard, get really clear on what didn't go well. Was there too much data that probably overwhelmed the listeners or did the person not offer sufficient details to paint a clearer picture of how the project is progressing? Another example that I often hear is, you did great. Now, it feels good to hear positive feedback, but is it constructive? How can the person receiving the feedback replicate great or great job? Another thing that we have to remember is great work or great job can be very subjective. I might mean that someone handled themselves well during project meetings while someone else might be focused on quickly completing the project. So focus on what the person did well and why you think it was great. Break down the excellent work with specifics, like you communicated project timelines well. Team members knew exactly what they needed to do, and they had the necessary resources to complete their parts of the larger project on time. When we communicate feedback clearly, we empower the receiver to do the same. This hopefully means they'll continue doing what worked and improve on what was less successful. The second principle is keep your feedback balanced. Often I see leaders fall into the trap of only giving feedback when something goes wrong. To foster a feedback culture, we need to celebrate people for what they are doing well and hold them accountable for what they can continue improving or working on. When you have to share what a person or team member needs to work on, be sure to mention what they did well too. Not only will it indicate that you're paying attention to all aspects of their work, it'll also motivate them to keep doing their best work. An example of balanced feedback is, offer something positive. For example, I appreciated you setting an extensive agenda for our quarterly sales meeting. The agenda kept us on track and we could complete the, se- the session in record time. Then give them an improvement or something that they continue working on, such as, please ask for the team's input when you set the agenda and send the finalized version a few days ahead of time to give everyone plenty of time to prep. We are all juggling several deadlines and by giving us all enough time we can do our best work and we can give our input well ahead of the sales meeting. The third principle is all about keeping the feedback relevant. The success of this principle relies on you knowing your team well enough to know what they care about. When you know someone's aspirations and what they care about, it's easier to connect the feedback you're giving to how it's relevant to them, to their goals, aspirations, or values. An example of this is you've mentioned a few times that you'd like to advance into a team leader position. As a team leader, you will need to be able to have uncomfortable conversations with teammates. I've noticed that you don't keep Mike accountable for the work he needs to complete for the upcoming conference. As the lead on this project, you're setting the tone for the completion of the project. It's time for you to have a frank conversation with Mike, find out why he has missed several deadlines, and ensure that he does his share of the work. In this example, I connected the feedback I'm giving to the fact that the person, let's call her Jane, really wants to become a team leader. And team leaders must be able to hold their team accountable and have tough conversations. So by connecting it back to Jane's desire to be a team leader, hopefully this gives her an incentive and opportunity to follow through on the feedback that I've given her to make sure that she is practicing her skills as a potential team leader. The fourth principle is stay focused when you're giving feedback. Don't give someone all the feedback you've always wanted to give them. Decide instead on a few issues you'd like to address and provide feedback within 24 to, say, 48 hours of an incident happening. Why? You want the things to still be fresh in the recipient's mind and not have them wonder, where did this come from? It's hard to have a constructive conversation when someone doesn't remember the details. And to help you stay focused on what's important, I recommend you prep ahead of time and have a clear plan of what you'll be discussing with a recipient. Also decide if you want to have a discussion regarding the feedback and giving the other person an opportunity to share their thoughts and or feelings, or if you simply want to offer the feedback and give them an opportunity to let it sink in and then come back to you to discuss the feedback. The final principle is follow up. So many times I see leaders give someone feedback without circling back to find out how the feedback landed for them and what actions they've taken to rectify a situation or to address the issues that were discussed with them. When we as leaders circle back to someone after giving them feedback, we signal that the feedback was important and that we have a vested interest in their growth. Now that you know how to give actionable and impactful feedback, let's talk about how you as a leader can encourage your team to give you honest and helpful feedback because that's not easy, but it can be done. If you want to solicit feedback, you have to create an environment where people feel safe enough to give you candid feedback and where they trust that you'll take that feedback in good faith. I remember as a teen, I worked as a server at a restaurant and I had a manager who was always asking for feedback. He wanted to know what he could work on, how he could best support us, what needed to be changed and so on. And we fell for it. What do I mean by that? Well, we started giving him feedback, all kinds of feedback, good feedback, negative feedback, or should I say constructive feedback in terms of what was working in the restaurant, what wasn't working, how we could improve on our customer service. And, well, soon we realized that if we gave him anything but positive feedback, he would retaliate in really subtle ways. He'd cut your lunch hour short or give you all the shifts that you didn't want, or give you all the slow shifts where there were not a ton of people coming into the restaurant. We learned the hard way. And as I got older and hopefully wiser, I analyzed his behavior. The bottom line is he wasn't interested in real feedback. He only wanted us to sing his praises. We eventually learned that lesson and only gave him positive feedback. He was happy and he knew he was popular, or so he thought, and he made our lives, at least our work lives, less miserable. He became the popular manager, at least in word. Don't be like my manager. When you're asking for feedback, really mean it. And even if it feels uncomfortable, even if it doesn't feel good, Or it feels painful, embrace the feedback because it's an opportunity to continue growing as a leader. And that brings me to number two, embrace feedback as a normal part of the workday. I remember working at one of my favorite places where I was a communications trainer and coach and we gave each other feedback every day. I have to say, in the beginning, it didn't feel quite as good because I gave my all. I would practice. I would memorize everything that I needed to do. I would take a look at the agenda and make sure I was on top of everything. So when you get to the end of a day or two-day training and you get lots of feedback, it was overwhelming. But I learned to ask for three to five things that I could work on. So instead of getting a ton of feedback, I was able to help my colleagues give me feedback that was less overwhelming and that I could actually work on. And what a great way to help your colleagues get used to feedback. When we give each other feedback on a daily basis, little things, big things, not waiting till for a quarterly meeting or waiting for performance appraisal, when we give each other feedback all the time, we normalize feedback, and we start celebrating it. So what do you need to do as a leader? Ask your team for feedback. Decide if you want to ask in a group setting, maybe in a meeting, or whether you only want to ask individuals. I would really recommend that you do both. Asking in a meeting setting where everybody's around the table, when someone starts, it shows the others and it gives them the courage to also share their feedback. But also ask individuals, whether you do it at the water cooler, whether you do it on a Zoom call because you're working in different locations, make time to have some coffee and ask them some very simple questions to help your team become comfortable to give you feedback. Here are some questions to help you solicit feedback from your team. A simple question that works really well is, how can I best support you? Another one. What can I do differently when leading meetings? What can I do differently when sharing space? Whatever that looks like. Another question is, what do you need from me? Powerful, right? It's short and sweet. Another question that I use often is, what can I have done better to support you? Or what could I have done better to support you and the team? Now, one of my favorite questions is from, Kim Scott's book Radical Candor which is what's the one thing you've been wanting to tell me but you've been holding back? Isn't that a powerful question? I know you might be thinking "Ooh, that's a hard one and you're right. This question does leave me a little exposed feeling vulnerable but imagine the richness of the feedback you could be getting Right? We want the feedback, and if we want depth to our feedback instead of, oh, you're doing well, we have to pull the threads a little bit. We have to dig in, dig deeper, and find the nuggets of truth. And number three, accept that it's going to be uncomfortable asking for feedback and hearing that feedback, at least in the beginning. Teams don't always want to give their leaders honest or candid feedback. But continue holding the space for your team to give you that feedback. Their candid feedback will be good for you and for them. You'll get some nuggets of truth that you can learn from, that you can use to keep growing stronger as a leader, and your team will learn to trust you and that their feedback matters. This is a serious gift to you and your team. Number four, Listen without interrupting. We are so geared towards waiting for someone to catch their breath and then jumping in and giving them feedback. But instead of waiting for someone to catch their breath and you jumping in, take a deep breath and focus on truly listening to what they have to say. Watch their nonverbal cues and let the words sink in. Do they look nervous? Are they glancing towards someone as they're giving you feedback? What are their hands doing? What are their eyes doing? Are they looking at you while they give you the feedback? Because the more comfortable the person will become with giving you feedback, they will look you in the eye because they feel safe and they trust that you know that this feedback is important. Mirror back what they've said to you to ensure that you understand what they've shared. A simple way to mirror what you've heard is to say, What I hear you saying is, dot, dot, dot. What I hear you saying is, I should have given you clearer instructions what I wanted in project X. And then end that off with, Did I understand that correctly? And then pause. Hold the silence and allow the person to confirm that yes, you understood them correctly or to give you an explanation or at least to paraphrase if you, your understanding is incorrect. Then lastly, thank the person for their feedback and own your mistakes. Apologize when an apology is warranted. When we do that as leaders, Our teams feel heard, and and it'll really encourage them to share feedback with you more freely. I know most of us don't learn how to give or receive feedback when we start our careers, but if growth and cultivating a strong team is important to you, you'll lean into feedback despite negative past experiences or how you might be feeling in the moment. For example, me, my face turning red, my hands completely going clammy, and sometimes I do get taken aback that it still happens. I have that visceral effect in my body when somebody says, may I give you some feedback? But over the years, I have gotten a thicker skin. I have taken feedback for feedback. Not that people don't like me, but mostly people have my best interest at heart. They have the business interests at heart. They want everyone to succeed. So, how do we do that? By embracing feedback. Feedback shouldn't be feared or shied away from. Use it as a valuable tool to strengthen your leadership skills. What feedback do you need to give or ask for today? I encourage you to sit down with your team and make 2022 the year where feedback is not only normalized, but celebrated. And that's a wrap for today's episode. If you found today's episode helpful, please share it with another leader or someone who's shown incredible leadership potential. I know they'll thank you for it. This is me signing off. See you in two weeks.